No, so my mic last week, it like shit the bed when I was listening back to the audio. Like there was points where, you know, I would be talking and it would be my normal voice and then it would slowly start to go deeper and I sounded like freaking James Earl Jones. I was like Simba. <laughs> like it was hilarious. Did you fix it or? Like there was nothing that we could, like we could like increase the the pitch, but like in order to do that, it sound it just sounded real bad. So I was like, well, I'd rather sound like James Earl Jones than sound like super nasally and like high octave. And clearly, it was like edited. So I just I just took the L. And if it does it today, then it is what it is. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully, I don't know. Like maybe we could apologize to the listeners for having um twenty five dollar mics. <laughs> Literally. I mean, I put us, I put sorry in like the podcast notes, like, hey guys, this is what happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I am. Is hyped it? For this episode, dude. I am so hyped for it. Yeah, this episode's going to be really good. Um, this is one of those things where it's like, or not, did you say last episode or this one? This one, the, the one we're going to oh. talk about today about like our, our favorite health subs. Yeah, definitely. Like, this one's going to be one of those ones where it's like, this is really free info. So like really mm-hmm. crazy free info. So um, it's going to be really good. So I really, everyone needs to just kind of listen to all of it. Don't just listen halfway, like listen to all of it. Cause oh. this is going to give you some really good information. Grab your notepad. But first, before we dive in, how are you? How was your week? My week was so good. Um, I was really busy towards the end. Full-time job got kind of crazy. Um, I worked like 13 hours on Friday, so I was like dead, like, yeah, 13 hours, like including coaching and all that. So that was a lot. Um, but it's the weekend and I'm refreshing for the week ahead. I'm just like feeling like I'm finally in the groove of stuff. So that's a good feeling. Like I'm not as stressed out about, um, trying to figure out how I'm going to train or whatever. Like I have a schedule now um Tuesdays and Thursdays I'll train more so towards home and then Monday Wednesday Friday I'll either rest or I'll train at the facility I work at full-time and then Saturdays I'll train at home obviously because I'm here so yeah so that it's been good like finally solidifying that um so yeah I'm feeling a lot better like a lot less overwhelmed and just like in the groove of stuff so what about you Good. No, I'm doing really well. I had a quick spontaneous trip to Ohio to celebrate my grandpa's 80th birthday. So hey. that was a lot of fun. So I was able to surprise him and, you know, see my family that I haven't seen in quite some time. So it was really good to go back and see them. Um, a little stressful because obviously the coronavirus is kind of like spiking up again. So traveling isn't always fun, but I packed all of my meals to kind of limit my interaction with others and limit my interaction with touching things. And so that worked out really well. Um, And because I did that, I actually, for the first time ever, like maintained normal digestion and had no bloating or anything. Um, Because normally when I travel, you know, I'm one of those that either bloat or get constipated or both. Mm -hmm. Um, So even though it was kind of like a quick 24 hour trip, like maintained my normalcy the entire time, which was a huge win, I'd say. I think that is definitely a win. Like I, it takes a little bit of do like, I used to travel a lot, like all the time. And so I became like really good at flying and like having, um, my meals packed and understanding what my body was, was going to do. Like when I switched time zones and stuff. Um, but it takes a little, a bit of practice of doing it before you're able to really mediate it the way that you need to. Um, I don't travel as much anymore. Thank God. But I used to travel a lot and I would have to, I would pack all my meals. I would, like people at the, at TSA when I would fly, I don't know. Did you say you were driving or did you fly? Oh, I flew. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like you have to learn like what they're, what they accept and what they don't. Um, And how, like sometimes, like if I had a meal that I really wanted that I didn't, I couldn't take on to the, take onto the plane or get through TSA, I would eat it before. And then that would be like my first meal. And then I would follow with the rest of them. So like, you really just have to figure out like what works best for you and like helps you to stay on your goals. And you can't, I think one of the biggest things, like when my athletes ask me, like, how do I travel like this? I was like, you, I tell them like, you can't care like what people are thinking with your food. Like, (laughs) because a lot of times, like with TSA, they'll ask you 
like what's what is all this like what are you like or they'll they'll test your stuff like all your powders they'll test all your powders just don't like you're it's gonna get through don't don't feel like it's weird like just keep just focus on yourself that's all you can do exactly Um, exactly the charleston tsa they're terrible they always pull my bags they always i always like like set off like the like metal detector that you have to go through even though i have no metal on me they always have to like give me a full pats down so that's always just a blast but they're like picking through my like little camo cooler that i found at walmart that did a really good job by the way i was like picking it up really carefully and like looking at like it's like some like alien yeah or whatever i'm like dude it's like a soft boiled egg like calm down like (laughs) like people don't i don't know i just people don't travel with food they don't think that far they don't think like oh i can like i've heard a lot of like my athletes sometimes when they're traveling for the first time they're like oh i just won't be on my plan because i'm traveling and it's like that's a bad plan (laughs) um that's like a not really a plan um because you can be on your food you know that right like we can at least talk about it you know so like that's another reason why you should get a coach because they can show you how to stay on it when things like that start happening because there are ways that you can do it um you just have to put yourself first and be and it, it yeah just put yourself first like put your needs first and be able to plan like when i drove from san francisco to move a couple weeks ago, I packed all my meals. Like I ate all my meals. There was no excuses. There was no like, oh, I, I, I'm just driving. And so I'm not going to get my steps. No, I got all my steps before I left. And then some, when I got there, like it's, it's a grind, but it's like, if you really value it, you're going to do what you have to do. Like, so make sure you're doing what you have to do. Exactly. So. Like, get your weird looks. But honestly, I, I actually really enjoyed packing all of my food. It was actually a godsend because I went to Costco on Wednesday, um, the day before I left and got all our normal groceries for the weekend to be successful for when I came back. But then, you know, I meal prepped all the chicken for Eric and I, like I meal prepped all of Eric's food. I packed his lunch like I normally do. So I knew he was taken care of. And then I meal prepped for myself and had everything weighed out. I even brought a food scale just in case something happened, like a meal went bad mm-hmm. and maybe I could eat it or something, yeah. but all of my meals stayed good. Um, you know, they were tasty. You know, especially when you're like in an airport with like five different Cinnabons and you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like everyone else is crap and you're like, well, I got my green beans, my chicken and my feta cheese and tomatoes and it tasted bomb. I think that even, you know, sometimes packing because for me, like I pack all my meals and I go to work, for example, even when I'm going to work, I have all my meals, right? I weigh them all out and stuff. And like it leaves less room for error because when I'm not at home. Like I don't, I don't have anything else to grab. Like I have nothing else to maybe switch out or maybe think about having, I just eat what's right there. And it's kind of similar with traveling. It's like, that's all you really have. So you might as well eat it and stay on your plan. Like you don't want to carry the rest of this food around. So might as well eat it. Like (laughs) that's how I think about it too. I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to finish this meal so I can stack it and clean it and like get it, get it out of my way. Like it's, it's like another checkbox almost. Yeah. Exactly. I actually found these, like, it was actually a when I was at Costco. I went to a different one this time, um, and I found these, like, stackable, um, like, containers that also clip on all four sides. And I was gonna, like, I wanted something like that because I was afraid that if I just used my normal Tupperware, like, it could leak or, like, something like that. So I was gonna, like, use my normal Tupperware and with rubber bands, but I'm like, that's still, like, that's a good idea. So, like, I have ones now that, like, snap on all four sides to, like, my food snug, and I was like perfect so it it was it was awesome it worked out in the end yeah for sure well i think we we can like get started on this amazing podcast that's going to happen today exactly so So what we're talking about today is like our favorite health supplements so we're not really going to be talking about ergogenic aids or anything like that we're mostly talking about like our favorite health supplements that we personally use or that we have our athletes use for just general health purposes. Yeah. Um, so first thing on our list is protein. I think, yeah, this is a great one. This is the great first one because that's most of the time what you need like <laughs> to supplement for a higher protein diet. You don't need protein, but um, when you have a higher protein diet, it's, it, it's a good idea to supplement um, for cost, for cost wise, absorption wise, 
um, taste wise, it's just, it's a really good, it's something that's really good to invest in, but you want to make sure that you're investing in the right type of protein. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you want to make sure that the protein that you're getting is legitimate in terms of like its full spectrum of acids. You want to make sure there isn't like a bunch of fillers and stuff, because I noticed a lot of like, especially when I was vegan, like a lot of vegan protein powders have like guar gum. And if you guys don't know what mm -hmm. guar gum, yeah. it like makes the shake like thick, which can be cool if you're making like a protein pudding maybe. But if mm -hmm. you're having that all the time, sometimes that can cause like gastrointestinal distress. And, you know, especially like, let's say you make your protein shake ahead of time and you put it in the fridge and it sits. Like sometimes it gets really, really thick and gummy and that might not mm -hmm. sit well if you have like, you know, a palate preference mm -hmm. and I don't know, it's just not fun so you have to like watch what's in your protein you know definitely you want to make sure that like i mean with protein and with any supplements like you're gonna get what you pay for so if you go and you get a really cheap protein you have to expect that it's probably not going to be full your full spectrum of eaas you also have to expect that it's going to have a lot of fillers in it that are you're basically wasting your money even though it's cheaper you're wasting your money getting something that's not going to benefit you um, as, as much as it would, if you were just investing in a really good protein product, um, there are differences in the type of protein that is out there. Like we have whey isolate, we have, uh, mass gainers, and then we have casein. Um, and so I know that a lot of people might be confused about what those three things do. Um, and so for me, I, I only advocate for whey isolate protein or a protein that is, has its full spectrum or close to it, um, of EAAs. And I'm saying that because there's vegan products out there for those that are vegan and I want to be inclusive. Um, but most of the time it's going to be whey isolate. And the reason why is because most, they have that full spectrum of EAAs that we're looking for. Um, casein is, it's, it's supposed to be there for like slower digesting protein um but it really doesn't matter <laughs> so it's not it's it's really just something to be fancy and really way isolates going to benefit you a lot more and then mass gainers um i don't i don't really i don't have any of my athletes use mass gainers because they don't you don't need to like you just need to eat food you just need I to eat food um and a lot of the the mass gainers around they tend to have lots of fillers like we're talking about. So it would be more beneficial for you to just eat your food rather than to use a mass gainer. However, if your calories are super high and you can't get food in, now that's an option you can go for. But in that would that would mean that you're eating like so much to the point where you literally can't get food in. But that's for the most part, like you can eat your food, like you can eat your calories. So don't even waste your time with mass gainers. Go for whey isolates. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you, there's a lot, depending on the website you get your protein from, like there'll be like whey concentrate, whey isolate. There's some that are like hydrolyzed whey, micro filtered whey, like that can get kind of complicated for the average consumer. But really what you're looking for is you're looking for that isolate. All other terms are usually going to be kind of describing how they process the way and filter out the way to make sure there's like more or less lactose. And so for someone like me, I have a mild lactose intolerance. And so the way I get, um, I make sure it's in a micro filtered, like, like either cold filtered or just micro filtered. Um, that way it goes through its filtration processes and gets as much lactose out of it doesn't cause me any GI distress. So for someone that's maybe has a mild intolerance to lactose, you know, that's where you might have to pay a bit more money for heavier processing to have a cleaner filtered way, but you'll be much better in the long term because you still want to have that way because it's going to be the best out there. But, you know, you're just going to have to pay an extra maybe dollar or two per pound to have that, you know, bougie filtration process, but it'll be worth it in the end. I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, paying just even $5 more is going to just help you so much. Like, the difference is just, it's just crazy. Um, a lot of people actually have that mild uh, lactose intolerance. And so a, a lot of the times when I, when I have whey in a program, um, 
people will often ask like, oh, well, what products? Because this this has in the past like upset my stomach. And then I ask like, well, what products were you using? And if it's usually a shitty protein, well, that's probably why. Um, we need to invest more money in better quality protein sources or whey, protein, whey isolate protein sources. Um, and so my favorite <laughs> shameless plug is Morphogen Nutrition's Protogen. Um, I have literally never had an athlete tell me, and myself, I've liked all the flavors, but I've literally never had an athlete that has had digestive issues in the past with protein have digestive issues with protogen. Now, I'm not saying that it can happen, but literally, like, it tastes good. It's super clean. It has exactly what you need. It's full-spectrum EAAs. That's my go-to. Um, do you have a go-to that you go, that besides pro, uh, protogen? Yeah, so I actually haven't ever tried protogen. I've tried vegan. Oh, damn, vegan's good. Um, yeah. I have been wanting yeah. to try protogen, but... I will admit, I'm just scared because of the digestion. And I've been like running so well, like an oiled machine. I just don't want to disrupt it. But my go-to is from True Nutrition. I get the whey protein isolate microfiltered and it's like 15 bucks a pound. So it's pretty pricey, but I digest it so smooth. It causes no issues. You know, the ingredient ingredients are fairly clean. Like there's nothing really else in there um, mm -hmm. other than the protein and like the flavoring they might use. And plus there's like 20 to... 30 maybe different flavors you can choose from so therefore if like flavor fatigue especially in off season can be really high like you can kind of change them out and not like get the same protein over and over again where it's like oh my god i'm having you know chocolate fudge brownie again like you're able to kind of mix it up a little bit so that's why i like it but i do want to try protogen because it looks delicious like that birthday cake ooh, yeah i mean see, the birthday cake is so versatile it's kind of like vanilla but they just call it birthday cake. Um, but it it's so versatile and it's so smooth. Like all of the flavors really are good. I have never had a flavor from from um, Morphogen's Protogen that I didn't like, and I don't get tired of them either. There's so many. There's so many ranges of flavors, and that's great. Um, but yeah, I've heard like Legion's good. Um, like there's there's plenty of protein out there that you just need to make sure that you're reading and and maybe talking to your coach letting them look at the labels before you go ahead and purchase something um and make sure that you understand that like you're going to get what you pay for so please don't go to walmart and I was go just get gonna say, what is walmart's budget body yeah. fortress or something please, like that yeah please don't do that like because it really matters protein's not just protein um so I do like since we are talking about EAAs before we move on to like the next segment, I want to actually talk about EAAs and BCAAs because I don't think that it's on this list. Um, into my heart, I did a post on that and ooh, yeah. And I know, actually, I, actually, I know you want to talk about this. So, um, BCAAs and EAAs, uh, just the supplement itself, not what's contained in, uh, in protein ice uh, whey protein isolate is meant to help with performance and recovery in the gym um and a lot of times it's used with an intro workout so i get lots of questions about like eaa or should i be taking bcaas and what i tell them is you should not be taking bcaas because bcaas are a waste of your time um which you should be taking are essential amino acids the things that actually help you to recover and i'll actually let uh ashley elaborate on this because she's really she's very passionate about it and i think we need to get this out the way <laughs> before we move forward on to some other um supplements that we have your training like think about it this way like when you're building a house like is it going to make sense to have parts missing or do you want full spectrum right so yeah it's not uncommon for people to just to say bcaa's because that's what they've been saying for the past like 10 20 years mm -hmm. because they thought that bcaa's were like the magic grow grow juice you know but at the end of the day like you want all of the essential amino acids that your body just cannot get unless we are supplementing with the diet mm -hmm. like that's going to be what stimulates muscle protein synthesis the best like mm -hmm. be putting us into a even greater like that anabolic response mm -hmm. versus just bcaa's like you're just you don't want to be missing any of those pieces you know like when you're training like you're in a catabolic state mm -hmm. so the whole point of having those extra aminos in 
you know, your intra-workout shake and especially having protein before you train, like we want to give those, our body, like all those amino acids to start with that anabolic process to start increasing, you know, the muscle protein synthesis, just so that way we have, you know, a better training session for longer and delaying that muscle fatigue. Right. And I always tell people that, I mean, to your point, I tell people like, if you're taking BCAAs, you're basically, you're wasting your money. Like you're wasting your money and you're wasting your time um, because you want to have the best response possible during your training sessions. And EAAs are the way to do that. They're called essential amino acids for a reason. Um, And so I think that just this confusion, I mean, it's getting better, um, but this confusion really has to stop. So stop, please stop buying BCAAs. All of my athletes, if I if I suggest a, an EAA matrix for them, it's or a a recovery matrix for them, it's in EAA form. It's not in BCAAs. And if your coach is having you take BCAAs, they don't know what it's supposed to do. Like, so don't right. do that. <laughs> right, so main takeaway here, EAAs over BCAAs. And then also something that doesn't talked about enough, they still contain calories. Like they are basic yeah. building blocks of a protein. So it doesn't make any sense for the EAAs to have a no caloric value when protein does. So like right. keep in mind that your so, scoop of EAAs have protein calories. They do. Yes. So you can't just, so I'm, I'm just letting athletes out there know. You, when you get hungry, you can't just have EAAs. You can't just decide I'm gonna, I'm gonna curb my hunger by having EAAs. What you're doing is breaking your fast. You are breaking your fast for between your meals, and you are making it harder for your body to to be in the the fat oxidative state that it needs to be. So, like, do not do that. Like, do not like get hungry and say, "Oh, I'm gonna have some BCAAs and make a little slushy because I'm gonna curb my hunger." Like, just deal with it. Just deal with the hunger, and wait till the next meal because you don't want to break your fast. Okay. Please don't do that. Um, and yes, they are fasted cardio while sipping on their EAAs. Oh I'm yeah, like, while sipping on your fasted cardio, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sipping on my EAAs and my fasted cardio. Like, you don't make any sense because they, everything that you eat. I mean, even aside from BCAAs and EAAs and all that, like everything that you consume has calories. There is no such thing as anything that does not have calories. I promise you that's too good to be true. Why would that ever be true? Like, so let's, let's, let's just take, let's just take that and let's just believe it. And let's just sit in the hunger and move forward. And you don't need to curb your hunger. You need to care about winning. Anyway, even if you're not a competitor, like winning is not just competing. Winning is whatever your goal is meant to be. Right. But anyway, right, exactly. we're both like we're both hyped. We need to take some ashwagandha yeah. and just calm it down. Okay, and so the next ingredient, the next supplement is ashwagandha. It's <laughs> an adaptogen, so it's going to help help reduce that cortisol. So something that like you know my athletes take, I even take, especially in high um, stress scenarios. Um, one, it's already going to be in certain calm. Um, products that we already take in the evening, but if we're extra stressed, you know, something I learned from um, Spada was to kind of like superdose it. And so sometimes I might do a thousand milligrams um, mm-hmm. during high stress only. I don't always constantly take a thousand um, milligrams, yeah. but was in high stress scenarios, like it can just help to reduce, you know, the immunosuppressive effects of stress. It can help with that physical performance. And there even been studies um, showing that it can actually help reduce LDL cholesterol, which is kind of like that quote unquote yes. bad cholesterol that I really want to take a deep dive into in another episode. Um, there, there's context is needed for LDL, but it can help with that. Um, reducing that um, low density lipoprotein as well. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, I I always keep ashwagandha on hand. Um, So just in case I do need to superdose it, because remember, like, as a bodybuilder, as someone that's into fitness, like the best way, the best athletes are the ones that know how to moderate stress. Now, do we always want to just throw in a supplement? No, we want to like, make sure that we're you know, we're, we're looking at all the other variables like sleep, like digestion, like things like that before we start adding in supplements. 
But if you're in a predicament where you need to, um, it's always good to have some ashwagandha on hand. And it's relatively cheap. It's not very expensive at all. Um, and it can definitely help you with just overall health and stress management. Uh, I have a lot of even lifestyle athletes that come to me and they're already using ashwagandha because they know the benefits of it, um, not just competitors. So there, it's it's a very um, it's a very useful tool that you can utilize. Like, I mean, especially like during preps and stuff like that um, when you're in high stress or even with life changes. Like during my transition um, with my job, I was taking about a thousand for Asha. And that helps me tremendously to continue to be able to sleep. I don't really need to do it anymore. But I'm saying like, it's not something that you need to do all the time. But in those high stress situations, it might be helpful, is all we're saying. So absolutely, absolutely. And something that we should have said, like before we even started is everything that we're talking about is a supplement. It is meant to supplement your diet, not replace, not instead of, it is meant to add to your whole diet, your whole experience, your whole being. So like, you know, you can't build a house unless you have like the main foundations. You need to make sure like your whole foods are your foundation, your water, your stress management, your training, your recovery, your stress control, that have that in line. And then we can add in the supplementation to just assist, to help maybe push a little bit further. But these are not cure-alls. It's not like the magic pill. Like none of these are magic pills. Okay. Let's get that very, very straightforward first. Yeah. I I say that there's tools, like they're tools. They're not something that is, you know, when when you're fixing something or you're making something, you yourself are what's doing it. The tools help you, but you can't fix something or create something unless you yourself are good in the mind to be able to do it. Now you can use the tools to help you, but honestly, like you could do that on your own. Um, and so I, I use I use that analogy a lot, like when it comes to um, supplements, because supplements are meant to aid you, like in helping you refine. But if you don't have those um, baseline behaviors there already, you don't have the arms, you don't have the limbs, you don't have the mind to be able to fix something. You can't fix anything. Like, so just make sure that you understand that. Um, but next is, uh, one of my favorites is glutamine. Um, so glutamine is great, uh, especially in the morning, um, for the gut. So a lot of people actually think glutamine is meant for recovery, um, uh, between workouts and it's much more useful for you to utilize it as a digestive tool instead. Um, so again, we're talking about using things as tools. Um, so for me, I use it in the morning. I take about 10 grams in the morning, uh, for my gut to just line my, it line my intestinal tract, um, to promote just the intestinal lining health and immune health um, and to prepare my digestion for the rest of the day. Um, It helps with uh, inflammation, um, protecting cells against um, just your regular toxins that might be happening. It helps to filter out toxins as well. Um, And it helps with intestinal or gut permeability as a protective mechanism. For any things, for any things that you consume that could be toxic to the body or will be deemed toxic to the body. Um, so yeah, I utilize it every single day and I started utilizing it maybe a year ago. I started having digestive issues. And so we added in, uh, it was at that time, it was around 15 grams and now I'm down to 10 grams. I could honestly probably go to five. Um, but I like I love it so much and it helps me throughout the day. I have it with my nutrigen shake, with my green shake, and it just helps to line my my intestinal tract. So right. So do you use the now foods? Because I want to make sure that we give the listeners a bunch of links to the one yeah. the brand. So you use now foods? I use both supplements, now foods. I've used now foods. I've also used the naked brand, um, the naked glutamine brand. Uh, but I, I like bulk supplements. Um and now foods is good too. Cool. So yeah, I want to make sure we compile. I haven't actually used glutamine in my own protocol, but it's something I would definitely consider using. I don't feel like I don't necessarily need it right now, but I mean, maybe I could put it in and see if I feel any better. 
Well, not. I mean, even when you're when your food's really high, you definitely want some glutamine in. Like when I was at like twenty six hundred uh, calories, twenty seven hundred, it was really beneficial for me um, because to to get to those calories, sometimes like I might have had something like during the day. I remember like <laughs> Mark had like a pop tart and like three rice krispies because it was really hard to get to those calories for me um and so just lining the gut with that to help with digesting things that are higher calorie in one sitting like especially when you're doing like like at that time i was eating that much but i remember i told you like 90 percent of my intake or my carbs for the day were around workouts and that's insane like that was insane i think i, I think my pre-workout meal was like 120 grams of carbs and like my post workout was around like one like about the same maybe a little bit more and so that was a lot on my digestion and so i had i had to do that um but now my food's a lot lower so i don't really like i'm not really concerned with it but at the time it was it was so stressful to eat that much food that my gut needed assistance so if you're at a point where like you're eating a ton of food and you feel like you're force feeding and stuff trying to trying to put on size Glutamine's a really good tool to use that to use for you. So, um, tips, good tips, and you kind of already touched on your gym, but let's let's into that greens. I I, I feel it's like get a bad rap, or like oh, well, you just drink your greens instead of like eating fruits and vegetables. And again, no, that's not the point at all of a green supplement. It's meant right. to, again, like start your morning. I don't know. It's kind of like. For me, it's my Folgers, right? Like Folgers is like, you know, something in your cup or whatever that like little jingle is. Like for me, Nutrigen's like what I start um, in the morning with. Um, I also put um, Orthogen in, which is like the joint mm -hmm. supplement that Morphogen has. Mm -hmm. I always get like my, that morning stack. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is my favorite thing on earth. Um, but what you want to look for in a green supplement is, you know, you want to make sure it has a comprehensive vitamin and mineral profile. Like 100% of your um, DB is really 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 awesome um you know making sure that there's like a blends of grasses and stuff especially you know looking at that fiber content mm -hmm. is always good too because a lot of people are just not well rehearsed in how much fiber they actually need and you know we're not even getting like the bare bones minimum mm -hmm. so having a green supplement that already has some dietary fiber can be just a good way to you know help with that digestion mm -hmm. Um, the one that we always use, Nutrigen, we keep referring to, um, has also a omega-3 source. It's a vegan omega-3 source um, that's marine-based, so like from like your algae and stuff. Um, so that's really nice too, because again, usually we're not getting enough omega-3s in the diet. Normally we're getting just too many omega-6s, mm -hmm. which is more going to be that pro-inflammatory fat. So omega-3s are that anti-inflammatory fat that we do need more of in the diet because usually the, again, the standard American diet, not very high in omega threes, um, unfortunately. And then, you know, morphogen even goes kind of like a step beyond and they add some fermented sources as well, which I think is really, really cool just because, you know, yes, like everyone's like into pre and probiotics, but I don't really think people necessarily know what they yeah. are. So having like some, some fermented sources to again help with that gut health if you're noticing a theme here gut health is kind of like a general theme that people yeah. um maybe don't understand the importance of but gut health is one of the foundational pieces of your health that needs to be in check it's so yeah. so incredibly important yeah and you know the reason why we before you start eating and before you start your day you want to prepare the gut for they call the gut actually another mind um, because your gut is so sensitive to emotions and to stress that when you are stressed and you and you are going through moving through your day and you encounter little stresses throughout your day, um, your gut is actually affected by it. And so if you don't have good digestion, a lot of times your mental health starts waning and vice versa. So if your mental health starts waning, you notice your digestion starts acting up. It's because they're so intricately connected. Um, I think we should actually do an episode about this. But and there's a book that I read called The Mind Gut Connection or something. I think that's what it's called. Um, and I, it, it's so important to understand that part of your wellness and a like the, one of the biggest parts of your wellness is your digestion. So you have to prepare it 
in the beginning of the day for all of the stressors that are going to happen, meaning food, like what you consume, not just what you consume, but like your emotional stressors, your training, your training is a stressor and it upsets the gut sometimes. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever noticed that maybe after you, you train, you don't feel like eating. Like you're like, I don't want to eat. Like that's a reaction from the gut because it's stress because you're stressed. Um, or sometimes people encounter uh, gas after training. Why? Because you're stressed, not just because of the food. Yeah, you had food. Yes, but you didn't have those issues before you started training. Right. And so sometimes we have to wait and get ourselves in a parasympathetic state um, to be able to to digest food the way we need to. So that's why a lot of times I'll tell my my athletes and this is a different subject, like but if if after you train, you don't feel like eating, just wait. Like just wait, sit down, chill, lay down, and then go ahead and get your meal when you when you're back in that PNS state. Um, exactly. Because the, like the last the, thing you want to do is like sit down, eat, then mm-hmm. just shit it all out, and like yeah. you can see full like food particles, even if you chew it like fairly well. Like if you see like full particles, like your body did not absorb that. So think right. of it that way. Right. And so the the idea is that we're that we're trying to make sure you understand is that you have to prepare your digestion at the beginning of the day and you have to keep it in mind throughout the day. And that's why I always tell my athletes too, if you ever have issues or you ever feel weird or you're ever like, I don't feel right, do not hold that in. Please tell me because I can I can help you through that. Um, and a lot of times people just think, oh, I'm supposed to feel this way. I'm a bodybuilder. And that's no, you're not supposed to feel that way. And again, like, uh, like what Ashley was saying, I do want to touch on this is that just because we take green, a green shake in the morning, doesn't mean we eat, we don't eat fruits and vegetables. There's like none of that. And in fact, like, I think half of our diet is probably like (laughs) fruits and vegetables. (laughs) So, you know, just understand that it's a tool that's supposed to help you, but not necessarily something that's supposed to replace all your veggies. That's not how this works. It's supposed to help line your gut to help your gut to help you digest to help you digest all the veggies that you're supposed to be eating and all the fruits you're supposed to be eating um and just give you a better absorption rate so so absolutely and with the last thing that you should be looking for for like a green supplement a i mean this is a personal belief but it should be a full disclosure of what is in there so like no proprietary blend bullshit like if you are like like these supplements are not cheap like especially a green supplement, a good green supplement will, you will pay for it. But again, going back to the protein, you pay for what you get. So if it's like a proprietary, like, oh, we made this blend, you're paying for God knows what, because if they're not telling you, you don't know, which is why, again, I love Morphogen because they tell you exactly how much everything you get in that damn 27 gram scoop. (laughs) That table is long. So make sure that you are like, you have a company that's no bullshit. Like they, they give you exactly what's in the product because they're not afraid to tell you what's in the product. If there are products that don't lay out every single ingredient in there, they are afraid to tell you what's in it. They are afraid to, for people to see what's in it. They're trying to avoid a lawsuit. Like, so like, just understand that you get what you pay for. Make sure that you are looking at products that give you exactly what's in there. And that's the only way to go. That's the only way to go. That's the only way your time is not wasted. Um, so let's move on to berberine. Berberine is great. Uh, I usually dose it at a thousand milligrams a day. Um, helps manage healthy blood sugar levels. Usually take it at night. If you're having issues, maybe take it in the morning and the night. Um, but I most of the time will take it at night with my last meal. Um, studies just show that increasing the cell sensitivity to the effects of insulin and increasing insulin secretion in the pancreas, it's like really great. Um, so that's going to help you manage your blood, healthy blood glucose levels. Um, and blood glucose is a really big thing when it comes to bodybuilding and just eating a lot of food, like in eating a lot of food in general, you need to make sure your blood glucose levels are good because you have to understand, yes, you are healthy to an extent. Yes, you are healthy. Um, but you're eating a lot more than the average person and you're doing it because you're trying to create an adaptation 
to build muscle. So you need to like, you might want to have tools that assist that. And so berberine is very cheap. Again, just like ashwagandha, like berberine and ashwagandha are an ingredient that are in a lot of um, like combination supplements. So like, you know, make sure that you're looking at your labels too. Like if you're taking like a calm supplements, like look at, look at what type of ashwagandha, how much ashwagandha is in there, how much and so when you dose them separately, it's not too much or too little. Um, but berberine is, is one of them. And berberine is awesome. Um, I, especially when you have a lot of food going on. Um, I've even seen some studies where berberine is actually um, exerts its effects on the liver too and um, helping with assisting cholesterol levels. I know it's mainly for blood sugar, but I have seen some studies where they're like, it has a little bit of that cholesterol benefit too, which yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, look at how, how much, like, we're talking about health here. We're not even talking about, like, I know, like, we haven't even, I don't think on this list at all, we have, like, bad burners and stuff. Like, I think that all of our, our yeah, we don't care about that. We care about health. So, um, berberine is definitely a good tool to use. Um, and it's safe for everyone. So, magnesium. Next list is magnesium. Yeah, so I usually take my magnesium in the evening or at least most of my like calming supplements are going to be in the evening just because yes it's important in bone and heart health but it has a believe it or not a huge proponent of anxiety reduction and it's helping to have enhanced that relaxation state mm -hmm. which i don't think a lot of people realize that like magnesium is super important yes um especially because you know it's a really important mineral um but we want to make sure that like we place it properly yeah so i probably wouldn't take a lot of magnesium like pre-workout even though it's important in training sessions as well um i probably wouldn't be dosing a lot of it because again, you don't want to be like super calm <laughs> before you go training. Yeah. Like, I think I saw a question the other day where it's like, should I take Morpho Calm before training? And I think it was like a Mark's question and answer. And he was like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I see people do that though. Like I see people like using Calm before a workout. Like, I don't know. Like, remember, I mean, you can do that. Like, I'm not saying you can't do that. But remember, like you want to place your supplements in an optimal fashion. So what should you be using your Calm for, your magnesium for? For relaxation and sleep okay so if that's the case then let's put it at the end of the day <laughs> like <laughs> like like i don't know i don't know i i just i think people also hear like oh training is stressful so let me not stress myself out well instead like let's look at our habits before training like let's look at maybe like our caffeine intake that's what we're talking about we're not talking about like adding in supplements to keep you like less anxiety prone during that time like you you need to figure other habits out first before you start at trying to add in stuff um and yes magnesium is awesome um and i think that i i personally like to have it at night too because just my digestion can't really handle it like in the beginning of the day um i tend to kind of like i have a react like not a bad reaction but it helps me in the morning to go to the restroom um and i notice when it's not there I know I notice a big difference. There's a big difference in me, like when I don't have magnesium and with it, my anxiety in the morning, like even if I were to pull out just Morphocalm, I would still feel relatively fine. But when I pull out magnesium, because I supplement magnesium along with my Morphocalm, I'm different. And so it's it's also this is also a very cheap supplement, too, that you can get on your own um, on its own. Um, and it's very it's very helpful uh, with just anxiety, anxiety reduction and relaxation. And I even had, uh, I used, I used to use this during my last prep, like religiously, like I had to have mag like, so. Right. And you could also make sure depending upon like how well you, like you, it's called chelated. I think I'm saying that correctly, but like there are chelated sources of like magnesium and iron that tend to be easier to digest and also easier on the gut. You might be paying a bit more for that special processing, but that's just also something that are as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next is vitamin D. Um, so vitamin D helps reduce inflammation and modulation of cell growth neuromuscular and immune function. It's really important for glucose metabolism. Um, it helps with calcium absorption in the gut. 
and heart and bone health. So you can take uh, between 2,000 and 10,000 IUs per day with vitamin D3. Um, but I mean, you can dose it higher between like four to eight weeks to achieve optimal vitamin D levels. Like if you look at your, your vitamin D levels are really low. Um, you might want to like not super dose, but dose it a little bit higher for the first four to eight weeks. Cause your body will actually saturate with it. It'll become saturated. And then you can lower the dose. And once the body becomes saturated with vitamin D, um, if you are, if you're supplementing with vitamin D, make sure you're supplementing with K2 for calcium depositing. Um, K2 supports reversal of calcification of the arterial wall. And just make sure that, just make sure that you're doing those two things. Um, if you are looking at your other supplements that have, that might have K2 in it, um, so that you know that you're, you're dosed properly. Like I think, um, what supplement by Morpho Mega, I believe oh, has yeah, K2. Because it's a fat soluble vitamin. So like yeah. to increase that absorption, make sure you're having some type of oil with it or some type of fat source with it. Yeah. And that's why Morpho Mega, yeah. which is the next one on the list has also vitamin D. Exactly, which is a great segue. Um, but yeah, more, if, make sure that you're sup if you're supplementing vitamin D3, especially if you're super dosing like that, make sure you have mm -hmm. K2. Um, and Morph Omega has K2 in it. So if my clients are supplementing vitamin D3 and they already have Morph Omega in it, I don't need to worry about it. They're just, they already have it in there. We don't need to worry about these things. Um, right. as long so, like, as they're taking Morph Omega. Huh? Right. And like what we touched on, making sure that you check your blood work. Like don't just put in 10,000 IUs of vitamin D in because mm -hmm. we're talking about it or because you think it's a popular supplement. Like you need to check your blood work values before putting in something like this, because although it's not super common, like you can still get a vitamin toxicity. So that's why right. you check, don't just go in blindly. Right. Like, you know, my vitamin D, I think it was like 16. And so like Mark and I, for a month or two, like we did do 10,000 IUs to make sure it was saturated. And then we got the blood work back and it was super high. So then yeah. now we're maintaining at 5,000 IUs a day. And mm -hmm. if you're an athlete, you might need a bit more vitamin D, maybe someone who isn't. So just making sure that you get the right dose for you is super important. Right, exactly. And make sure you talk to your coach about it. Make sure that they're looking at your blood work and they're not just telling you, you should be supplementing vitamin D. They have no clue. I mean, if you're not looking at blood work, you you have no idea, right? Um, and you don't want to become toxic with these with these types of things. So that's and that's one of the reasons why, like, you want to be you want to be mindful and monitor your allotted amount of time on it. So we're saying like four to eight weeks to get saturated. Okay, now let's see where we're at, and then potentially pull back if we need to. In most cases, that's what you're going to need to do. But you have to be mindful about time. You don't want to supplement ten thousand. I use a vitamin D forever. That's not just because it's more does not mean it's going to help you. It's going to, um, so make sure that you have someone or, you know, if you know what you're with yourself, great, look at your own blood work, but just be very mindful about that. Um, segueing into omegas, omegas. <laughs> She's shaking her head right now. <laughs> Please stop getting your fat pills from Costco or Walmart or other, any other retail store because y'all, when you open those pills, it smells like fish stank. If it smells Girl. like fish, it's done. It's oxidized. It's rancid. You are contributing to your oxidized yeah. cholesterol levels, which is the exact opposite of the yes. purpose of a fish pill like i get so angry if it smells honestly if it smells like coochie it's done it is done yes it's done no we don't want that all right so omegas like increase hdl lower inflammation lower triglyceride levels normalize um platelet aggregation um krill oil or powdered two different forms you can use those um walks watch out for oxidation like as she's talking about, if it's oxidized, no mass. If not it's oxidized, it's going to be doing the exact opposite, right? It's going to be increasing. Right. It's just going to be adding. It's oh. adding inflammation. So stop doing that. And also understand, I think that like when they, when it comes to their omega threes and sixes and threes and sixes, threes and sixes, um, people don't really know how much they're supposed to be taking. 
Like sometimes I feel like the labels, like the random labels I see, like are not, they're not really enough. Like for you, like if you're not supplementing the way you need to with omega three, it like or just omegas in general, you need to find a way to eat them, right? Like so, you know, you might want to add in some fish, some salmon, some stuff like that. But most of us aren't thinking like that. Um, so it's cool to just have omegas and to use them for help to help with heart everything that's one of the mandatory supplements i have with my athletes like mm -hmm. omegas are really really important for your health this is a lot of cardiovascular health type stuff especially again we're bodybuilders we eat a lot of food we're eating a ton you need to have healthy like healthy levels of triglycerides and healthy heart health to be able to even put on muscle or shred or things like that like you have to have that so it's really important that you do, like even even over multivitamins because I know that they can eat like if they're eating diet the way great but omegas like to me supersede even multivitamins I get a lot of questions about oh shouldn't I have multivitamins well yeah to an extent like but this matters a little bit more because I know that if you're eating your diet you should be fine if you're eating your diet so just keep that in mind. Um, and I will say this once, but if you are using performance enhancing drugs like anabolic, yes. yes, you must, this is a non-negotiable, you must have an omega-3 supplement in there. That is a good omega-3 because those anabolic steroids are going to be contributing to the detrimental health of your cardiovascular system. So if you are Absolutely. thinking, oh, I want to use roids, that's fine, but you better learn how to make yourself healthy and safe yeah. doing before and after your cycle. Right. If you, if <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like you need to understand, like you don't just get on gear and like you get on gear because I mean, in my, you, you have to master health before you get on gear. Like you have to earn it. Like you don't just get on gear just because you're on gear. If you got on, if you got on gear and you have no knowledge of any of this cycle off and, and figure your life out. Like, because you need to prioritize these things. Like you shouldn't be on, you shouldn't be on whatever and you don't know how to assist with your cardiovascular health. Or you, you don't know what, what it looks like to have micronutrients in your diet. You have no idea. Like it, it's, it, it hurts my heart. Like when, when I see that. And it, that's why a lot of times it's so, it's so taboo in the general population community because what they hear is the people that do it the wrong way, not the people that do it the right way. Like, and so this, we're trying to make sure that you understand how to do it the right way. Insulin sensitivity. As we're talking about cardiovascular health, as we're talking about blood glucose, as we're talking about all these things, because those things matter first before, I mean, that's why we're talking about blood work. You need to get blood work. If you, if you are on gear and you haven't even had a round of blood work, get off. I'm sorry. You haven't earned it. Um, you don't know what it's like. If you think that it's too expensive to invest in blood work and health supplements, and you don't think it's too expensive to get on gear, you need to get your priorities straight. Um, <gasps> we're upset. Yeah, we're both, we're both like ready to like. <laughs> yeah. Um, GDAs. GDAs. Ooh, ooh. These are some real good these are magic little pills. They're not actually magical at all. They're actually backed by awesome scientific research but absolutely help with increasing insulin sensitivity they're going to be helping with that nutrient absorption blood sugar control also decreasing inflammation you take this around your peri-workout okay or any high carb meal so like take a gda with your pre-workout take a gda with your post-workout take a gda if you have and i'm going to use this carefully a controlled free meal from your coach Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to talk about cheat meals or none of that other stuff. That's not the topic of this thing, but if it's going to be a lot of food bolus that is mostly carbohydrates, take a mm -hmm. GDA according to the recommendations. Try not to take too much right. of it because you don't want to be going over the recommended limits, but you know, Morphogen has a, the, their Morpho drive. They have a great GDA. Um, I've used revive MDs GDA before. You know, they have a lot of great things at Berberin. <laughs> Again, coming back full circle, Berberin. Um, they have like, extract in it, stuff like that, which is going to be good for, again, blood sugar control. 
and also cardiovascular health again, because here's the deal. If your blood sugar is all over the damn place and it is high, it is going to cause what is called glycation. And when you are having glycation of the cells, think of it this way, sugar is sticky. Sugar mm -hmm. in your blood is sticky. Mm -hmm. Don't want st sticky and like oxidized fat particles to get together because what that means for you is bad news bears of getting plaque, getting stroke, heart attack, all of that bad stuff that we don't mm -hmm. want to be messing around with. Right, exactly. And again, like that's where health is. Like, especially if you have a GDA and you have like larger carb meals, you have to understand like you're going to have a spike at that point. So it's really good to try and like, remember, we're like trying to mediate stress. So like it's this is another way to help with that. So if your blood glucose levels are a little bit high, um, definitely think about investing in a GDA around workouts or around larger meals. I take it twice a day. And it's one of those it's one of those supplements that it's like, dang, it's expensive and I have to take it twice a day. I take two doses or whatever. But like if I stop like it, it kind of creates a cascade of effects. I'm not saying that I'm not healthy in general, but it does provide a mask, um, especially if I'm eating a ton of food. It's going to definitely help with, I mean, blood sugar control, decreasing inflammation. These are things that are, especially if you're doing a peri-workout, it's going to help your training. You're, you're, it's going to help your training sessions. It's going to help you recover. Um, so that's why we added this in. This is very common. I think a lot of people tend to use it like once a week or only during cheat meals. I would suggest that you try and actually use it like peri-workout and not just use it when you're fucking up. Like, I, I feel like people, no, 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 because people use GDAs because they fucked up because they're like, oh, I'm going a, I'm to a get all these carbs into my muscle so I don't have, so I don't have bloating and all this shit. Well, guess what? You know why you're not having bloating with that meal? Because, I mean, you've dosed it and you've gotten your blood sugar down, you've mediated stress. And so, yeah, like now you're not having issues i guess but like you should probably use it more frequently because that's going to help you in the long term um so don't just use a gda like once a week when you when you have your cheat meal or when you have your refeed or whatever like that's not what it's for it's supposed to help you with all of the other aspects that we just listed and and help you with with training and help you with recovery and help you with insulin sensitivity not just as a mask because oh i'm gonna go get a cheat meal and i need all these fats and extra I hear that all the time and I just think it's so inaccurate like I just so it's like you're basically telling people take this because it's gonna make you not gain fat that's not how this works it has to be consistent your blood glucose levels have to be consistent for that to not do that even with your current meals that are not the cheat meal that you're using it for you still have to have those things so please keep that in mind um, GDAs are great but you should you should know how to use them and they're not just something that's gonna help you not gain fat with your cheat meal please don't do that i mean do it like within reason but use it in other facets as well so whew. i feel like i'm just like getting i, I think we're just i know we're getting heated a lot All right. um do these next supplements i am i don't want to say i'm obsessed with but i'm kind of obsessed with them so i'm gonna do i'm gonna combine them because the first supplement is glutathione and the next supplement is mac mm -hmm. and they are two peas in a pod. So glutathione is one of the best supplements out there for dealing with free radicals. It's important as a cofactor for several enzymes, regeneration of vitamin C and E. It is beautifully, beautifully effective with phase two of the liver detox. So that's going to support that estrogen metabolism. So if you've ever heard the phrase estrogen dominance, stuff like that. This is what we're talking about. It's going to help to regulate cell regeneration and death. And the best form of it is injectable. And that sometimes scares people because they're like, needles are scary. Some people just don't like needles. Some people are like, oh, well, if you're injecting things, it's automatically steroids. And that's not true at all. Like you can go and get injectable glutathione be fine. Or if that's just too much for you, you know, there is a liposomal. Again, we're still kind of unclear with how effective that is. So if you can still get your paws on, and I know Life Extension still sells it while they still can, 
you can get what is called NAC, N-A-C. It stands for N-acetylcysteine, which is that precursor to L-cysteine, which is going to support that glutathione production. So you can do it at 600 milligrams every single day to help assist with that glutathione production. And again, Life Extension still sells it. So while you can still butt, I'm not going to talk about why, <laughs> but while you can still get your paws on it, Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it. It's not in my protocol, but I still want to take it because of how amazing it is at being mm-hmm. kind of like this super supplement, I guess. Definitely. And you know, now we're getting into, I think we we're talking more about like heart health before and digestion, but now we're talking about hormonal health. Um, and so I, yes, definitely in agreement with what Ashley said. I actually had a friend, like we were having this conversation um a couple days ago about these products and he was like i can't even get them i'm not gonna be able to get them and like like you know like i and i'm like i'm so because <laughs> now it's gonna have to be what prescribed um for you to be able to access these i believe um i don't you i don't utilize these uh ash does so she's more of the expert on these things but my friend was telling me he was like <laughs> Yeah, like my friend was telling me he was super bummed out, like, especially since, you know, he's on gear. Um, and so that's, this is a big thing, you know, so make sure you're, especially if you're on gear, like I would, you know, look at your hormonal health, like it's kind of pretty important because you're messing with your hormones. Anyway, <laughs> um, moving on to Citrus Berg, I think Ash put that in there. I didn't see that citrus in there. Bergamot. Yeah, Citrus Bergamot is... It's going to be again, dealing with that cardiovascular health. Um, so essentially we're thinking of increasing our HDL, which is kind of like quote unquote good cholesterol. So depending if you like have kind of like bad luck of the draw with genetics and just naturally have low HDL, you know, this is something that I would throw in your morning health stack just to increase that HDL to support, you know, that cardiovascular health. You know, you can start at 500 milligrams, go up to, a thousand depending upon how low it is mm-hmm. um but when i was you know, vegan for four years like my hdo was actually pretty happy it was pretty low um yeah. even though the rest of my cholesterol yeah. markers were low because again i wasn't eating any animal products um hdo was also low so mm-hmm. that's not necessarily ideal either right like you want like your ldl your cholesterol your triglycerides on the mm-hmm. lower end you don't want cholesterol to be at zero, right? Because that's not good either, because cholesterol makes your sex hormones. Um, but, you know, throwing in that citrus berg on top of making sure you're taking your omega supplement that mm-hmm. isn't oxidized, that isn't rancid, you know, eating salmon times a week, that's going to help too. But that citrus berg is really, really good for that HDL cholesterol. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, even as an anti-inflammatory, um, notice how like a lot of these health supplements, like they're like, they're helping you with triglyceride levels and your cardiovascular health, but they're somehow also in tune with being anti-inflammatory. And there's a reason for that. Um, is an anti-inflammatory agent because it can help with um, IBS. Um, and just in general, like when you're taking care of your health like that, thinking about your triglyceride levels and your cardiovascular health, like your body responds by not being as inflammatory because it's not having to fight off a lot of other aspects and it's not as stressed out. Um, and so, and we don't want to be inflamed. Like we don't want to be inflamed. Um, so citrus, citrusberg is a really good agent for that as well. Um, I, I don't use it right now, but it's, I have used it in the past and it's pretty good. Um, and then the last, is this the last one? Is this, calm like calm supplements i know this is a big this one's a big thing so this is a, if you made it to the end of this part it's like good job um <laughs> this is what you really want to hear as well um so calm is really good for cortisol control or calm supplements are good for cortisol control um are two that we really like are morphogen nutrition morphogom and then Re- revive mds just calm they just call it calm um if corti- but if cortisol and estrogen metabolism are focal points, then morphocalm is more appropriate. They're both good for cortisol. So they're both good for stress. But morphocalm is just more appropriate because it has dim in it. 
And DIM supports estrogen balance and improves estrogen metabolism. Um, so we want to make sure that just hormonally, if like if we're dealing with any type of estrogen dominance type stuff, um, Morphocalm might be more appropriate than Calm by Revive. And so just make sure that you're looking at um, your ingredients that way. Um, I DIM is short for like a really long name that I can't pronounce. So I'm not going to try like, <laughs> but it's just um, dim. <laughs> it's dim. It's called dim and it, that helps with excess. So. And I want to add this very, very important point. We are talking about calm by revive MD and morpho calm. If you just search calm supplement, into Google or into Bing, if you're a weirdo, you are going to get natural vitality calm. And this is not the calm supplement you're talking about. The calm no. supplement from natural vitality is just magnesium. It's magnesium. It's just magnesium yes. carbonate. Yeah. And it's not going to matter like all the other things about. So when we're talking like an actual honest to God calm supplement, it's mm -hmm. going to have stuff like um, ashwagandha it's going to have stuff like dim if it's more virgin nutrition's calm supplements more mm -hmm. things than just magnesium i don't even know if morphocom has magnesium in it i know morpho rem does but i think morphocom is more yeah i think morpho, morpho rem has magnesium in it uh, i don't think morphocom has magnesium in it and if it is it's not very much it's not anything that i account for so right it's yeah. not like it's not like this is not like morphocom i don't like it viewing it as like a sleep supplement because yes it's more of a support supplement so if you're looking for like, a sleep supplement that's going to be like morpho rem because um, it's going to have other like fun stuff in it yeah by morphocom, like, morphocom has no magic like that, but like morphocom like hmm. has a bunch yeah. of other stuff though like alphanine which is i've used alphanine before um has calcium, um, and that ashwagandha, stuff like that. So a bunch of things that mostly just deal with excess cortisol. Again, that estrogen like, that Britt was talking about, working with anxiety, depression, insomnia, but not directly. Because again, you can reference back to our podcast that we talked about mental health on. If you're dealing with like a mental health issue, like yes, this calm can help, but it's not going to do the work for you if it's more like mental anxiety mm -hmm. and stuff like that so just want to put that right. little disclaimer in there because i took all the supplements and i still have my part <laughs> yeah for sure well i mean i think that this is probably one of our best like aside from aside from i think the fat burning the or the fat, fat common fat loss fails this was a really good one this is one of those golden ones that it's like if you like if you got to the end of this podcast right now you just you just stepped it up a level. You got knowledge that like most people don't have. Um, but yeah, like, thank you so much, Ashley, like for being an awesome co-host and I love doing this every week with you. So, uh, we'll it's be so on fun. next week. Yeah. It's so fun. It's like when I don't do it, I feel weird. Like I'm like, I haven't got my therapy. Like <laughs> Exactly. I actually might like go back and listen to this. I might be like, hmm, what supplements should I, <laughs> should I Yeah, I know my... this is a really good one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, this is, but sure. oh, we will we will add links to the description, um, and we'll make sure that you have some links so that you see some of the supplements that we're we're talking about, or at least some of the definitions that we were, um, so that you have that information as well. Um, but yeah, I, until next week. Absolutely. Thanks as always, Britt, and thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. <laughs>